multiple strains of income. We hear about it and see references to it all the time. But what does it really mean? Do you really need them? And better yet, how do you get them? Join us on this journey as we become stream chasers through raw, transparent discussions on everyday business happenings and have deep dive conversations with entrepreneurs and other stream chasers that are straight up doing it. Get your pen, phone, or notepad, whatever it is, grab it and lock in. It's payday. I'm getting paid to learn how to run a business. I'd rather do things when I want and how I want and get paid more or some office job. Oh, so you are after something. And what's that? Freedom. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode on the Stream Chasers Show. Got myself, Kaylin. Candace. And we're glad that you all are joining us today on another payday. Um, before we get started, first, we just want to tell all the listeners, all the followers, thank you for the support. Uh, we kicked off the first payday uh, February 15th, and now we're some months uh, in the game. So thank you for all the shares, the likes, the comments. Mm-hmm. And again, if there's any topics that you all want to hit, want us to hit on, uh, just send us a message in the DMs um, or, or just comment on our page or email us. Any way you can get in contact with us, just let us know some things that you all uh, would like us to talk about. Um, there's a lot of industries and things. That we haven't touched on yet, but we want to got a lot of stuff coming up. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff, but still just let us know if it's not on our radar. Let's get into today's episode. Um, so as you can see, it's just Candace and I today. We're gonna switch it up a little bit, which is always fine to just uh keep the people <laughs> guessing. Mm-hmm. And if you've been with us on this journey, you've heard Candace probably mention a few times her business, which is pretty prince, etc. We're going to get into that business. Like, what is Pretty Prince, Pretty Prince, etc.? I wish the name was different now. We'll talk about that, too. Okay. <laughs> so maybe I'm not the only one that gets tongue-tied on that. You're not. <laughs> Pretty Prince, etc. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get into that uh, business. And if you don't know, it's a stationary business. Mm-hmm. And myself, it's like I said, we kicked off the first episode February 15th. It probably wasn't until... December when Candace and I started really planning out the show that I got to learn what a stationary business was. I had never heard of it before. Um, Most men wouldn't. (laughs) So we're going to get into that. And then also, you know, we always like to come up with another topic that's very relevant that people can relate to uh, in the business world. And that's this whole thing of managing two things or trying to balance two things. That's the uh, the full time job, the nine to five, but then also trying to grow this side business. And, you know, the thing is. How much pressure is it really on you when. You know, you already have that nine to five Mm -hmm. that's providing you a great salary, Mm -hmm. you know, so if all your bills already been paid. What type of pressure is it really for you to grow this side business? Because it might not really mean much or you might not have that same effort Mm -hmm. if it fails this month or you don't do as well. You don't get as many sales because in the back pocket, you know, Mm -hmm. you still got your nine to five job. But there's some people out there that are opposite of Mm -hmm. that, that have to go the other route of, 
I'm 100% in on the business. I don't have no nine to five to fall back on. So I have to show up every single day for the business. Mm -hmm. I have to meet my goals so my bills can be paid. So I can continue to eat Mm -hmm. the lights, the roof, you know, all the things, all the things. So it's like, is it really enjoyable? You know, Mm. so that's what we're going to talk about. Because Candace, if you don't know, Mm -hmm. she's right now juggling too, with the intentions on soon moving on. And I know Anthony, her husband's probably like, oh, oh, she got intentions moving on. So (laughs) we're going to let her clear that up. Uh (laughs) But again, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So we got a great episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, let's go ahead and dive right into it. So Candace, yes, first tell us. What is Pretty Prince, etc.? I like how you said it. And how, like, what made you want to get into business? So Pretty Prince, etc. is a stationary business, first and foremost. Um, I do some, the etc. is because I do some other things, a few other things outside of stationary. But it is Pretty Prince, which is P-R-I-N-T-S, not Prince like crown prince mm-hmm. that's that's the mistake because mm. i realized people with the ts and the ce it's, it's very similar but anyway yeah so pretty prince etc is a, a stationary business um and it was started out of my desire to have extravagant stationary for my wedding right mm. like when i went to get married I wanted to have the best invitations that anybody had ever seen in their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked at the prices for said invitations, I was like, I can't afford said invitations. Mm-hmm. And not only can I not afford them, because I, what I was looking at was, let me give you some, let me give you a level set, right? So invitations, paper invitations that are nice can cost about $2.30 each, $2.30 mm-hmm. each-ish. Mm-hmm. What I was looking at was in the neighborhood of like $15 per invitation and Mm -hmm. I had 160 guests and I was like so when you do the math this ain't gonna work (laughs) yeah that's a lot of money just on just on invitations right yeah but I firmly believe um that the invitation says it's it's the statement of your wedding when somebody receives it in the mail when you get something nice in the mail you're like oh they put Mm -hmm. some work into this almost like a nice business card the invitation is the business card to your wedding so I wanted I wanted the best business card I could find, but I had a best business card money. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, now how am I going to make this work? Because one thing that you, my husband always says about me is that I have expensive taste. Um, he was like, I could put two things in front of you and you're always going to pick the most expensive mm-hmm. one every single time. Yeah. So, um, and, but what I also don't do is give up easily. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I wanted, didn't have the money for it, but I was like, I'm going to make it. Right. And so I went through the process of crafting my own invitation. So finding a vendor to to do the, because I did acrylic invitations, which um, I think everybody knows what acrylic is now. Back, back then, nobody knew what acrylic was. It's weird to say back then. Is there a way you can explain that? Yeah, it's uh, acrylic is like plastic, right? So it's that clear plastic that you can see through. So girls get oh, makeup containers okay. made out of it. Yeah. Just, you know, it's just, they make chairs out of it now, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But it's that clear plastic, but you can get things written on it, right? And so I saw these acrylic invitations and I had to have them. Mm-hmm. So I went through the process of finding a vendor because somebody's got to pour it, cure it, set it, write on mm. it, do the whole thing. And then I went through the process of creating it. I've always had a love of like graphic design and typography. So that wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have really, really nice handwriting. Some might say it's even calligraphy-ish. Mm. So like addressing the invitations wasn't yeah. going to be hard, but it was like doing the whole process. So I did the whole process and I had fun. 
Like I had gotcha. so much fun doing it. And after it was over, I was sharing the steps on um, a lot of brides. You know, you join different websites while mm-hmm. you out there. So I was there's this wedding board called Wedding uh, Wedding Bee. And I joined the board. And one of the things that those brides do is they share information with each other. So I shared the steps. I was so excited to share all the steps. Like, mm-hmm. okay, first you need to call this vendor, do this, do this, do this. And I had so many of them say, I love what you created. I'm not doing that myself. Mm not doing it would you do it for me would Mm -hmm. you help me with it i'll pay you to help me and there were so many people asking for my help and offering to pay me for my help i was like do i have a thing here yeah do i have a thing (laughs) and so that's what happened i mean literally that's what happened i've been creating invitations ever since so uh for seven years now okay so that was the first sign of business interest um or 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 did you have anything when you were younger or growing up um, that made you or, or, you know, that may have inspired you to say one day I do want to get into business because I know um, you went to school for business business. OK, mm-hmm. so so you had some of those desires maybe before um, the wedding. Kind of. I, when I was young, I sold bracelets. My best friend and I used to make uh, seed bead bracelets. So I we used to sell those and we had custom orders coming in then. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a crafter at heart and always been about money, too. Um I've, I mean, ever since I was in high school, I was in Future Business Leaders of America. Mm-hmm. Then I, you know, did some state competitions behind that. Then went to school for business. Like, so I knew business was my path, but I always said I was not going to start a business. Mm-hmm. I said, it's too much work. Like anybody who really understands what's happening in a business understands that starting a business, especially starting a business from scratch is a lot of work. So it was never my intention to start a business. It was always my intention to, um, to just go get a job, get a finance job, get some kind of job and just do well and become Mm -hmm. CEO one day. That was my plan. (laughs) Right. So it's interesting that you say that, that, that wasn't your, your goal in the beginning. So what's changed with you now though, because (sighs) now you're all about business Mm -hmm. and you're in the process of trying to leave the job. Yeah. And like you said, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So what has really hit you to be like, hey, I want to do business? Um, You know what? I think it was the realization that nobody, no job is ever going to pay you what you're actually worth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get a job. You're going to have nine to fives that offer you great salaries, right? what they would consider or what you might even consider commiserate with the market or the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. So you a business analyst, they offering to pay you 90 K that's right on par with what yeah, business analysts out here yeah. making. I'm mm-hmm. cool with it. Right. But at the end of the day, um, there's a bottom line at business organizations. Even if you work for the government, right. While they don't make money, they got an agency budget at the end of the year, they want it zero. They want it flat spent all the money, did all the projects, all the Mm -hmm. initiatives, paid all the people, the end. There is no um, wiggle room for you to do a really great job, have a really stellar year. Even in private industry, there's bonuses, but you never going out bonus the CEO. It ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. Even for those people that get like those uh, $10,000 bonuses. Yeah. What you think those seniors up top? Exactly. They taking home a hundred. They taking home the big money. And (laughs) even them, right? Even as CEO, there's there's only so much they can take out of the company, right? A Mm -hmm. lot of those companies are um are uh, publicly owned, publicly traded companies. So there's only so much they're going to be allowed to take out, right? Because the board of the board of directors is going to say, yeah, I'm gonna cap your salary here, you know. Mm -hmm. So while they make 
hella money and there's a whole topic for conversation on that mm-hmm. just alone on how much CEOs make uh, against their employees there's still a limit right there's still a limit whenever you work for somebody else there's a cap to how much they are willing to pay you and mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur it really is boundless yeah so we know that you're not about being capped off yeah and working for somebody now mm-hmm. as like a, we, we keep emphasizing that she's on her way out mm-hmm. soon speaking into existence come on however is the passion or is there a passion that's really driving you to want to continue to put in however many hours that you're having to put in mm-hmm. into pretty prints etc because you're still working mm-hmm. 40 hours a plus. week, mm-hmm. 40 plus in your case, mm-hmm. um, on the nine to five. So I know you have to be tired. I am. I'm um, very tired. So like, what is it that's continuing to push you outside of you don't want this cap? You know what? But it is that I don't want this cap. You okay. know, some entrepreneurs have a real deep passion for what it is that they do. Don't get me wrong. I like stationery. I even I could even say I love stationery. I like crafting and creating things with my hands. Mm-hmm. Pretty things. That's the pretty prints, right? Like I love making pretty, beautiful things with my hands and being able to look and say, look what I did. That's mm-hmm. very pretty. Right. But I, I have always been the type to be driven by money. Mm-hmm. It's a weird hey, thing to say, but it, it is what it is. I mean, even the career path that I chose, like I knew that I was going to, I got my business degree. Like, there's a reason I didn't want to be a teacher or something. There's a noble <laughs> career, but they don't make no money. I never, even in high school, like the, the fact that I can tell you that I took business classes in high school, it was because even then I had a, I, I was very conscious of what kind of salary I was going to make mm-hmm. at the end of this. Like, there is a path here and I needed to lead to comfort and comfort right. is money. Right. So I need to know what it is. And so I just went the direction of money. After college, when you know you out here trying to hustle, trying to find your first job, I was always motivated by what's going to pay the most, like what has the best outcome. Mm -hmm. So while I would love to say the thing that fuels me is the desire to make beautiful things, it is not. It is secondary to the to the cash. So it's interesting that you say that. Would you recommend to your children Mm -hmm. a certain major based on? The outcome? What it pays. Absolutely. Versus what they really want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know what? I think, though, it depends on the person. And so, for you that have children, you know that each one of your children is like a special, unique individual. Like, you can see their character very, very early. Mm-hmm. And it depends. I do believe that there are some people who are driven by purpose, right? By passion. Like, I have to create. I have to. I want to make the world feel better. So, I became a doctor. Or I want to help the world. So, I'm a social ma- sociology major. Whatever yeah. they do. Those people. <laughs> (laughs) You know, but that was never my thing. You know, it was always for me keeping an eye on what's going to make me happy is what I do after work, which has nothing to do with work. And I need money to do that. So I need the cash. Um, My oldest son, I would say to him to pursue the dollar. He is not a purpose driven person. He'll Mm -hmm. do whatever as long as it pay. My middle child is purpose driven. She might not make a dollar. 
she she mm-hmm. might just create art and just live in a box i don't know she might have to live with me for the rest of her yeah, life yeah because she is the type of person that has to pursue her passion or she will not be happy gotcha. we, we have yet to see what the youngest one we'll see i hope she's money driven because i'm gonna need her to support the middle child so yeah we'll see no it's, it's it's interesting that you that you mentioned that because i feel like i'm more like your second mm-hmm. child um because when I was coming up or, or as we were coming up, mm-hmm. the big thing was, and it's still the big thing. It hasn't gone away. And that's go computer science. So oh. IT, mm-hmm. IT, you know, because that's where the money is. You can do anything. You can be an engineer. You can right. be a developer. Mm-hmm. You can work a help desk and work your way up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do. So it's like, all right, yeah, I said I was going to be a computer science, but that's not really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Granted, and, and there was a time when I first graduated uh, so I graduated in 2008 just to give a little background. And we all remember that I was like the recession, mm-hmm. you know, the recession times. So it was hard to find a job. Yeah. However, ironically, the people that I knew that had jobs were in IT. Oh. Right. Because it's it's needed everywhere. Yeah. But it still had me thinking like, I'm still glad that I chose the route that I did because that's not something that I wanted to do. Granted, these people were coming out making 60 70k at 22 yeah 23 and i'm barely getting yeah 30k exactly but it's something that i like to do mm-hmm. and, and even even for me like i'm all about doing things that make you happy okay so i don't know like how i would approach that when when my kids get older mm-hmm. and it comes to like hey i want to major in this mm-hmm it's like, I feel like I'm just going to back them, whatever they want to do, because I know that an engineer can make a whole lot of money. Right. But you might not really want to be an be engineer, an engineer right. but you're going to come out, be good. That's a good point. I mean, I, I suppose there is a middle ground, right? Um, When we were coming out, like you said, IT, computer science, that was a big thing. I could, while they would have made more money and that probably given my, the thesis that I gave you, which is I'm all about the money, you would think that I would have gone that way. Um, It's not that I wouldn't have gone that way. It's that I was no good at it. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't, that wasn't my calling. So if I had tried, I probably would have made no (laughs) money. So I didn't go that way. I probably would have tried anything that I thought was going to make me more money that I thought I could pull off. Mm. Cause that's the other thing. Now, I will say that there is a middle ground. Like you don't want to, I would ever tell somebody go to school, get a job or not even go to school, but get a job in something that you absolutely hate because there's a difference between I do it and it makes me money and I care not. And I do it, but I hate it. Right. Because there is a, there's a real difference. Right. I guess Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see, you know, because that's a real thing. Yeah. My cousin and I often discuss that uh, because there are people who are purpose driven people. And I promise you, I don't understand them. Yeah, I wish I, I wish yeah. I wish I could, but I'm just like, no, that's that's not me. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's a fine line because, like I said, I I had those battles. Like, dang, like mm-hmm. I'm now 26, 27, like barely scratching the surface, yeah. and now these people are at a hundred now. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so it, it's a it's a little balance. Yes, yeah, it's, it's balance. a little balancing act. But nowadays. And this is a whole nother topic that we gonna have uh, an episode on. Is college even really listen <laughs> necessary nowadays? Come on, you said it because when you was talking about my oldest going to college, first of all, we gonna talk about his grades. But second, 
I don't think that that's now I went right. Mm-hmm. His dad didn't go. Um, so we're in a split household. I don't know um, that I would recommend that first off for my kids. I feel like I went and so I'm putting them in the best place. Right. So now there's a jumping off board if they want to go. Like mm-hmm. I got all the information we got. We are financially secure in a place that we can definitely afford to send them. Mm-hmm. But in that financial security, I can afford also for them not to go. So gotcha. she decides not to go. She decides she want to travel Europe. She decides she want to play the trombone for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool too, because we're financially secure enough that she doesn't have to go. Right. And I think that's a cool place to be in. Yeah. Now that's clutch. That's yeah. clutch. So going back to what we were talking about, just, just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, cause now we're, we're on this journey of working the nine to five still. Mm-hmm. and juggling the side business mm-hmm. right now which is a legit growing business yes might i add do you feel or do you find that it's easier mm-hmm. to put a lot of work in so we know you're you're driven by the money which mm-hmm. is nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. if you can make some money in it then make Let's it do and it if you can make a lot do it however do you feel it's easier to put that work in mm-hmm. because you know on the back end that you still got your security blanket. Mm. And I ask that because there's a lot of people out here, like mm-hmm. I mentioned in the intro, there's a lot of people out here who are opposite, mm-hmm. who would love to just have some security, a mm-hmm. security check coming in, no matter what, what that amount was, and then be able to like work their business. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's a lot of pressure on those people when, it's a hundred and ten percent all in. Mm-hmm. I gotta do what I gotta do to make this money to keep the the the, the boat going. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in your case, you have a great job mm-hmm. that probably pay, pays very well, mm-hmm. and then you got this whole business on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, do you feel that it's easier for you to like put that work in? No, actually. So I think it depends on what your end goal is, right? Mm -hmm. Because my end goal is to work for myself doing my business. My nine to five sucks because it's not nine to five It's nine to nine. Sometimes it's Mm. it's a long, it's a long day and it sucks a lot of energy out of me. And so what I am envious of is the uh, full-time entrepreneur who has the time to who's this is their sole focus, right? Cause mm-hmm. I still have a boss and my boss has a boss. So I got growth goals, performance metrics, mm-hmm. all these things that I have to meet at, at my job to keep the engine running for somebody else's in purpose. Right. Right. Whereas the full-time entrepreneur, their growth goals, their things are things that they want to do. And at the end of the day, if what, what pays the bills is what commands your time, mm-hmm. you know? And as much as I would love to say that Pretty Prince commands all of my time and energy, it really doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. I have to have a, I have a very strict schedule um, with how I manage Pretty Prince versus how I manage my, my job. You know, mm. the industry that I support are people, <laughs> are people who are, are frantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are very particular clients. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the things how they want the things. They demand your time. Right. So I have right. to be very like um, strategic about how I split my day. And also my nine to five is very demanding. And mm-hmm. the people want your time. They want your energy. They want everything from they want your soul. Um, so it's also 
as somebody who has a paycheck coming in, a security paycheck, also easy to disregard the business. So yes. if my end goal is to work the business full time, mm-hmm. disregarding the business doesn't get me where I need to go. It's easy to put your feet up and say not tonight. Right. Which right. the full time entrepreneur might be jealous of. But if I'm trying to get there, that's not helping me get to my end goal. Right. So you're ignoring the business, therefore ignoring clients, therefore ignoring the things like I have to almost sometimes ignore my security blanket mm-hmm. And grind like I don't have it because I need to get to a place where I'm not using it. That's funny that you say that because I imagine that there is a lot of people that would love to be in the other person's shoes. Yes. The grass is always greener. They would love to be in the the other person's shoes. Yeah. The grass is definitely always green. I mean, no matter what you do, the grass is always green. I mean, but and both sides have a struggle and the, the struggle is just a little different, you know. It, it, it depends on how you live in your life, you know, and whether you have kids or family or if it's just you. Like if you're mm-hmm. just a single person and you got to worry about your apartment rent or your condo rent or whatever in your car, then if it were me, I would be throwing caution to the wind. I would be like, I'm out here. Right. I'm doing the thing. It's harder. It's definitely harder when you have a family to support and all that kind of stuff to to be the full time entrepreneur and having that be the thing that's making the bills because you got other people depending on you. Right. right. Which is why my husband won't let me jump ship yet. You know, because he like, listen, we got kids. We mm-hmm. got things. You know what I'm saying? And and he's the type that needs that security blanket. But it makes it so much harder when you've had a hard day and the people was acting up because they always acting up to get off work take off that hat and then say i gotta grind for my business right so it's interesting that you say that because i want to ask you a question like you said your husband is like we have bills Mm -hmm. we have a house we have kids Mm -hmm. you're always going to have a house Mm -hmm. you're always going to have bills you're always going to have your kids Mm -hmm. so how do you get off the job? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of listeners out there that are just like us mm-hmm. that are trying to pursue yeah. that business full time. No matter what the Instagram memes say, mm-hmm. how it's a lot of hard work. It is. Some people are cut out for that. They yeah. want that. They want that life. That's me. I mean, I would rather work 80 hours for myself doing the thing that I love to do or doing the thing that I don't mind doing because you know me, it's about the cash. So doing the thing that I don't mind doing, knowing that I am maxing out my earning potential, then do 60 hours, which I'm already doing mm-hmm. for the person who sometimes doesn't get my emails, who sometimes doesn't respond, who, you know, all of those things, right? I would rather do it for myself. So... Um, the question is how to go from one to the other. It's really about making your business scalable, right? So when me and my husband had this conversation the first time, mm-hmm. um, one of the issues was I needed to focus. I, I was trying to, so my business is about me creating things, right? So I'm creating invitations. Lately, I've been creating a lot of like wedding brooms. So I'm, so, I'm sorry, I have to cut you off real sure. quick because I just want people to understand what scalable is okay i don't want that to go over their heads like oh scalable she said scalable but (laughs) i don't know what that means can you kind of break that down for them sure so a scalable business is take being able to grow your business and figuring out what portions of your business you can make grow right so Mm -hmm. for example um i have a business where i create things with my hands right so i make invitations which i create with my hands I make wedding brooms. People jump the broom, which I create with my hands and my creative visionary spirit, I suppose. (laughs) Right. Is that part of my business scalable? 
I would argue the invitations are because there's less um, art to the invitations. It's kind of pieces and you can do it um, Henry Ford like line style. Mm -hmm. But the, the brooms are not because no matter how or how many times I try to teach people, it's it's an art. Just like making a bouquet of flowers, it's an art. Some people got it, some people don't, right? right? So I'm the only person who can do this or at least do it to my satisfaction so, so far. And so therefore it's not scalable because I'm the only person with time to be able to do this with my two hands. I got two hands and they can only make so many brooms, right? But what about your business? Can you improve? Can you get efficiencies in so that you can use more time making the brooms, less time doing other things, mm -hmm. right? So the first time Anthony and I had the conversation, um, my ordering processes were not efficient, okay. right? So... I wasn't using a platform where people could order through in a consistent kind of way. They the customizations features because each one of these brooms is custom because mm -hmm. the brides decide, you know, my wedding colors are peach and navy. So then you need a peach and navy broom. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. The customization features weren't there. So I had to talk to each and every broom. I mean, each and every bride. Lord mm -hmm. have mercy. Talk <laughs> to each and every bride to like set up their situation. Yeah. I had to change my platforms. So once I changed my platforms and how people were able to order and command my time, it made it so that the orders could flow in seamlessly. They didn't need my attention and the, the systems were set up such that I could get it. The, the processing time was there. Like they know it's going to take two weeks. Mm -hmm. The shipping information was there because now I ship through Pitney Bowes. So that means I get custom mm -hmm. shipping labels. I don't have to worry about um, going to the post office. I can drop and pick up from my house. All of those things I had to set up so I could spend more time using my hands and creating the brooms because that part is not scalable right gotcha so how in i think the the plan of action for each entrepreneur to go from full time full time to well from nine to five to full-time yes. entrepreneur is different and it really depends on what kind of business you have right and where the scalable features of your business are where can you find those efficiencies that allow you to make more money and grow because the whole thing is about the security blanket right the reason mm -hmm. you're still on your nine to five is the security blanket mm -hmm. so you want to grow your nine to five i mean your um entrepreneur reels thing mm -hmm. as much as you can before you say okay i've grown all the pieces i've gotten all the efficiencies now i'm at max capacity i have to jump because the only thing i need more of is time that's interesting that you say that because i think you gave the million dollar answer um to an extent is you have to find the way how to become scalable mm -hmm. because i've always been under the the mindset of if you're putting in 40 hours, like I said, you putting in 40 hours, some people 40 plus hours mm -hmm. into this job and you're trying to work this business mm -hmm. on the side when you have kids in the evening after you've had to drive an hour home mm -hmm. for you have enough time in the week might mm -hmm. not even be every day. Just in the week, you might be able to see two people. Mm hmm. If you have like a service, a, a service yep. uh, based business, or even if it's product like mm -hmm. yours, you might have time to do two brooms yep. in a week. I always had the mindset, how do you really get off the job? Because you don't even have the time. Mm -hmm. So so you're sitting there like, oh, I'll, I'll do it when I get to that good number yeah. or when I stack enough money. It's like, well, how long do you plan to be on the job? Exactly. 
you doing two brooms a week. You going to be on, <laughs> on the, the job, job for a forever. long time. Exactly. So, so scaling is important. And it, I think you hit on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not necessarily be the skill mm-hmm. that's making the money, but it could be in admin. Yep. The areas, operations. The yep. operations, putting systems in order mm-hmm. to be able to make things more automated. Exactly. Exactly. So I can. Um, so like now brides know when they order from me, they know what the handling time is. They know that if they need it within a certain short period of time, there's a rush fee associated with that. And there's something that they need to buy that attaches to that. But I can set it up so that I can get all these orders all week long. And then on Saturday, when I have my time, which most entrepreneurs use in their weekends to knock out 10 brooms in a row because I've gotten all my things together. I know that on my way home from work on Wednesdays is my trip to Michael's to get this, this, that, and the third. I've got my list together because another part of the efficiencies is now that all the orders are coming into one place I can print out a print sheet know what I'm going into the store for get all of my things so Wednesdays is my Michael's trip Saturdays is my broom thing Mondays I'm putting them out for the post office to pick them up like you gotta you gotta maximize what you can do mm-hmm. in the short time that you in the time that you have so if I'm like you and I'm driving an hour home right well if for me, I do client consultations, then I need to do a client consultation in the car. I need to Mm. make sure that I'm scheduling my client consultations for 5 p.m. on my drive home so that I can use that hour. It's maximizing (laughs) the time that you do have. So I I think that's very important, Mm -hmm. or I know that that's very important. And if you're listening to this episode, please take this away. You have to become organized. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's that's period. That's whether you have kids or no kids, because you waking up every morning in your mind, in your mental, you know, you have a to do list, Mm -hmm. whether that's something as simple as washing the dishes and taking the dog out for a walk Mm -hmm. or something as such as making my business plan, contacting the bank, whatever. You have to get these things organized to literally see where you have time in your day. You do. And, and I can't, Candace is all on it. The fact that she's doing consultations in the car. Yeah. And that's something I got to get better at uh, because I'm the type and it, it don't even have to be business. It can be me calling the bank on a business call. It's like, now nah, I need to be at home sitting down, yeah. relax. I understand. I understand. Just, it takes just like navigating through traffic. It's like, no, nah, I, I don't need to be, <laughs> I need to be at home. Yeah. I understand. It does take a certain level of focus. And that was, so that was one of the things that I have to, I have to credit my husband to that. He pointed out to me, like, you're not even efficient in what you're doing before we talk about you coming home. And I was like, I was offended. I was like, I and so but I did had to sit down and take a hard look at how I was doing business and say okay I can become more efficient at these things I'm still there's still one more thing that I want to do to become even more efficient is how I organize my supplies because they are everywhere Mm. right and so sometimes I'm double buying things which means I'm spending money that I don't have to have which means I'm not stacking bread to get off this job right Mm -hmm. so I need to set up my supply situation system is a little way I need to do a little bit better with that and I've got some other things that I want to do like you know in the business that I'm in um, sometimes I have excess supplies so instead of waiting for a bride to order a broom that is in that is in those color kind of patterns Mm -hmm. one of the things that is in the back of my mind to do is ready-made broom Right. So Mm. I can put those up on the site. So I'll do colors that I know get a lot of attention. So a blush and a navy and a this and a that of all the excess materials, sell those at a 
little bit cheaper price, mm-hmm. right? Because they're already done. And all I got to do is pack them, ship them and go. I got gotcha. less time. So I can leave. I put those on my Saturdays when maybe you don't have 10 brooms to do today. Maybe you only have eight brooms to do. But now I can do two excess ready-made brooms. List those done, right? Gotcha. So those were things that he pointed out to me. And then he also said, hire help. Mm-hmm. That's the part that has been difficult for me because mm-hmm. like I said, brooms come with a certain creative je ne sais quoi, as the people say. <laughs> um, but it's been helpful in admin function. So I haven't hired a person. I have voluntold my cousin who moved from St. Mary's to uh, PG. Um, and mm-hmm. so she comes over once a week and she helps me organize some of my admin functions. So all of these things I'm talking about, some of them are systems, but some of them are help. So she's listed as an additional team member on my Etsy site. She's listed on nice. this and that. So she can log into the Etsy and say, Hey, you know, respond to inquiries that do come in. Cause it's not like I don't ever get inquiries. I do. So she can respond to the inquiries inquiries and do certain things and then so she can ping me on certain days like hey on our Wednesday trip don't forget this this that and the third you know she's she's really good about that so if you can afford to hire help or if you do have someone else who believes in the dream um who's trying to help you get like enlist those people yeah and here's a strategy that somebody shared with me you know because sometimes when you hear the term hiring mm-hmm. it can be like this huge thing because like well i don't have no capital to be hiring <laughs> yeah an employee uh-huh but something that I, I heard and i think is um i think it's very good advice and i want to share it with you all start off small so all right just look at your business as somebody else's job yeah so it might be monday through friday mm-hmm. right F- five days in the week a work week just start off with one day a week mm-hmm getting like an intern yep or um like like you said somebody a, a close family member that mm-hmm. you can trust and then that way it's not a big load you know like yep. coming out of your pocket uh per se where it's like all right one day i don't know three hours that that's a lot of time where somebody can get some work done doing shipping packing yeah somebody got packing um, so all that know. type of stuff or or admin stuff responding mm-hmm. to emails three hours a day that's a lot of time mm-hmm. that somebody can be putting into your business so start off small that way and then it might grow into three days before you know it you might hire two part-time exactly so so that's just another way to grow your business when you are starting off small then you have limited capital right because those little pinches of time mean a lot for example um one of the things while she can't create the bottom of the broom which is where like the flowers and all that kind of stuff is what my cousin can do is she can wrap the broom handles so sometimes what she does is she comes over and she'll i have to the brooms are really long so you have to cut them the size and yada 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 so she'll come over she'll start the process by cutting all the brooms and laying them out for me such that I can go ahead and do the flowery part the part that's the hard part and then she'll wrap them right and then she'll pack them and then we we mm-hmm. off to go you know what I mean so those little pinches of time means I can get more done and it seems small but all together added up it makes a difference got you got you okay so now that we speak in business now yes Let's start really diving more into Pretty Prince, etc. Okay. So you flirted around, you know, some mm-hmm. some things along with the business, mm-hmm. um, whether it, whether it's about hiring, um, you know, some of the products that you use. But you said you first started after you had your mm-hmm. wedding and then you posted your products on what website was that it's called wedding b it was just a wedding board for brides okay a wedding board Mm -hmm. and then you started seeing 
the comments mm-hmm. that people were saying like, wow, this is pretty good mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. What was the next step for you? So the next step for me was having a conversation with the, um, the acrylic manufacturer that I used to do my own because I used them to do mine. I was not sure if they were in the business of handling more orders, like what that would look like and what that cost would look like. Because people were already asking you to do their Yes, or to help them with theirs, right? So as I'm helping two or three people, I'm like, well, let me have a conversation with this uh, acrylic manufacturer to be like, okay, so I'm sending people your, my initial thought was, I'm gonna get paid for sending people their way. Like I'm a, I'm a like a referral, like a referral situation. Yeah, like that was my initial. Yes. So you was gonna expect money from the company. From the company, that was my mm-hmm. initial thought. But then the company, <laughs> what really happened was one of the brides sent me her mock up for her okay. invitation to 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 work with the um, the acrylic manufacturer on, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was ugly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't can't let her go down like this so let me make some tweaks so i made some tweaks to send it back to her she was like oh yeah i really like it and i was like okay let me make another set of tweaks because at first mm-hmm. i didn't want to offend her because yeah. i didn't know like what she was feeling right, about it because right. you people be sensitive about their art yeah. so i was like and once she was open to me making the other tweaks i just fixed it you mm-hmm. know and then she was like that's perfect and you know and i sent it off and and so the manufacturer let me know like we don't do this we will make whatever you send but if somebody sends something ugly we gonna make something ugly we just gonna make it to spec so so they're they're only going to print off the final design whatever that is whatever you send in to them that's what we print that's so all right so they're the print company they're basically the print shop the print the acrylic print shop if you will okay the other part about it was <laughs> that the, the acrylic is the main invitation so it's the part that says my daughter so-and-so was getting married to so-and-so's son this is the time and place there's also other what we call accoutrement that go with the invitation, right? So there's the RSVP card, the RSVP envelope. Back in the day, there was a directions card. Now everybody got ways, so you don't need that. But, you know, there are other pieces that go with it. Mm-hmm. And trusting someone to create something beautiful to go with what they just spent heck of money on right. is... um it just wasn't working out for me. Mm-hmm. I saw. So after that one lady sent me something that I did not like so much right. and I fixed it. I saw another lady who followed my steps. Like she followed my steps to the T. Right. But what she came out with was follow your steps. What you mean? That I had posted to the wedding board because okay. Okay. my original thing on the wedding board was just sharing information. Like this is how I made my invitation. Right. Okay. I contacted this vendor. I made my design in, in, in Adobe Illustrator. I did this. I so did you that. You was literally giving the game I away. I gave the game away. You could probably still find it on <laughs> Wedding Bee somewhere. Right. Like it's an old post. You probably just dig. It's probably there. Right. Okay. Like so I gave the game away. And so I saw this lady who followed my steps. And the product was so ugly. And it still didn't. Oh, it was so it was so disappointing. It was so deflating. And I said, I can't have people out here doing that. And is that because the design can't be replicated? So you're giving them the steps mm-hmm. of like the vendor and what I use, like you said, the acrylic. Yeah. But every design is unique. Correct? Every design is unique. Right. So they're making their own designs and okay. people just aren't necessarily good at it. 
Gotcha. That's where it came. So once I once I saw what she made, my, I was so heartbroken because she loved it. So, you know, mm-hmm. kudos to her. Mm-hmm. But I was so heartbroken because I'm like, no, that's not how it was supposed. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be exactly what I did. It was supposed to be beautiful. And and so I said, OK, well, this isn't working. Yeah. So it's time for me to help people come up with a beautiful product that's not going to cost them 15 20 each because i could make this and know and i figured out how much i paid for all the pieces mm-hmm. right and know that if i charge folks ten dollars a set i'm still making a nice yeah. profit like yeah. i didn't have to charge twenty dollars a set i wasn't even comfortable charging twenty dollars a set so that's what i did you know i took my invitation i took it apart took p took pictures of it you know, listed it on, made my little website, mm-hmm. listed it, kind of talked folks through the steps of how to create it, knew that I all of a sudden became their wedding uh, official in a way that, because a lot of folks don't think about the timeline of a wedding. So if you're getting married in June, you need RSVPs by this date because your chef need to know how many plates to make. You need right. how many tables. Mm-hmm. Then you got to back it up. People need this much time to respond. Then you got to back it up. You need this much time to make it. You got to back it up. Like gotcha. I became that person that was guiding that part of the um, of their process. And I just been doing it ever since. Okay. So I mean, I mean, literally, that's how it happened. And mm-hmm. and like I said, I always loved design. I always loved topography because invitations are less design, more about how words flow together. Right. I've always been good at grammar and English, so it was not a problem. And I just did it. the The wedding broom thing came secondary. I okay. made a broom for my wedding. My wedding planner left it in the trunk. Mm. And we ended up not using it. And I was so pissed every time I looked at it that I was like, I have to sell it. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, I have to yeah, sell it. Yeah, because just sitting around <laughs> the house bringing around, back bad memories. Bringing back bad memories. So I'm going to sell it. So <laughs> I listed it on the same website just as like a one-off. Like, let me just yeah, sell it. let me just see. Somebody sold it. I sold it to somebody. They loved it. Wonderful. Somebody else came back to me and said, hey, the broom you had on your website, I wanted to buy it. Where is it? I was like, oh, it's gone. Sold it. She was yeah. like, could you make one for me? Said, sure. So in order to sell it, I had to list it again, sell it. Same thing happened again. Hey, you just had a broom. I'd like to buy one. Can I get it in mm. a different color? And I was like, people hmm, watching. Mm-hmm. People are watching. They like this. Mm-hmm. So this was also... Um, it's also less time consuming than the invitations. Mm-hmm. It's less working one-on-one with brides and the invitations. It's faster and the profit margin is bigger. Gotcha. So I was like, well, if the people going to do the brooms, mm-hmm. then I'm going to sell the brooms too. And that took a little bit more finesse, like finding um, a manufacturer that was making or really is not a manufacturer. They're really an importer of these brooms because they are Vietnamese straw brooms. So Mm. trying to find them at a cost point that worked, trying to get the flowers at a cost point that worked, setting up systems. Again, I have a signature broom, a broom that everybody loves. They order all the time. And knowing that I can get all of those items in bulk, have them always in stock, make them. It's a cheap, it's a cheaper broom to make because I buy it all in bulk all the time, as opposed to my custom brooms. Same price though. Like figuring out all of those systems Mm -hmm. took time. Gotcha. Which one holds your interest the most? Because now I'm seeing that there's different areas in the pretty prints, et cetera, Mm -hmm. business. Like you said, you had the invitations, Mm -hmm. um, which is you have operations Mm -hmm. which is like that back the back office business side of things Mm -hmm. where you're making sure the orders are getting sent to Mm -hmm. whoever the manufacturer Mm -hmm. the the printer i'm sorry then you have the design i heard you say you like topography Mm -hmm. you like the design element of it Mm -hmm. then you also have the area of doing the brooms 
and all that type of stuff. Which which part would you be most reluctant to hire somebody because you like to do it the most? I would be most reluctant to hire someone to do the brooms. Okay. Um, because I think the way that you lay the floral, the way that you bunch the floral, what floral you choose to go together to make sure it's not cheap looking and all that. I think that I would be less reluctant to hire somebody for the invitations. Graphic design, while it is, um, you know, people got sauce. People are some people are good at it, some people are not. Mm-hmm. You can find a good graphic artist, mm-hmm. right? Like I could outsource that if I found the right person. I was just going to ask you, uh, in, like as you grow and build out your team mm-hmm. do you envision yeah on bringing on your own graphic designer most definitely. Or, or at least outsourcing it and you know just being locked in yeah with that one person like hey we got the orders coming in and most definitely got that you. is definitely something i would outsource because that's also what takes me the most time because i am not a graph i went to school for business i did not go to school for arts so i had to teach myself illustrator mm-hmm. so as i'm teaching myself illustrator and photoshop i mean i've been using it for years now but it's still something that takes me more time i think than somebody that probably does it for a living or that right. really loves that thing right so i would prefer to just give my vision to somebody else who can execute it right right that's what i would prefer um also the the actual the actual creation of the invitation so once you got the acrylic pieces once you have the design of the 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 paper and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. putting it together is a breeze right somebody just needs steps you need to know how to put it together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. easy breezy right so i also would prefer i could also hire somebody to do that the thing with the brooms is that i i'm I'm about to give y'all a piece of my thought process right now as i'm thinking about how i grow my business the brooms is a very specific thing it is very specific to the african-american culture it is very Mm -hmm. specific to those who are um even want to incorporate that into their wedding because just because you black don't mean you jump on a broom yeah everybody don't do that right so i'm not sure that it is something that is scalable enough to bring me home Mm. The invitation, the broom specifically. specifically. Like if I was to divest the invitations and say, I'm not going to do invitations no more. I'm just going to do brooms because the brooms have a bigger profit margin and I enjoy Mm -hmm. it more. I'm not sure that there's enough money in the brooms to bring me home because I just don't know. Um, The brooms is also a trendy thing. I say trendy, but the uh, it's got everything to do with like where black people are sitting politically in their minds at the mm-hmm. time right now black people in this country are you know connecting with our roots connecting with things that bring us together as a culture and one of in celebrating who we are as people and mm-hmm. one of those things is jumping the broom because we're celebrating the fact that we were slaves yada 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 this that and the third right right um i don't know how long that's that wave is gonna carry hopefully you know we stay as we are for a long time not just for my sake of brooms but just because i like the cultural woke thing yeah that's just me but i i don't know you know it it comes in it goes out it comes in it goes out so we'll see Mm -hmm. um invitations are gonna be around they are what they are yeah but invitations the next step in doing more invitations greater invitations more efficient creation of invitations is basically owning a print shop Mm. sis don't know she ready for that yeah so owning the print shop so you don't have to deal with the one company no more and you have everything in-house. Yeah. Designer. The whole thing. Sending the mock-ups to your group over here. Mm-hmm. Print it. Mm-hmm. Pack it. Ship in-house. It. And then ship it. Yep. And then so 
are you looking at possibly now like what, what type like what type of space do you envision is that like a warehouse yeah that or a is storefront it's or? like a well because so because why can't you be like a ups <laughs> I, mean, I mean like, you like literally but yeah you know so there's a young lady um i say young but she's not young but she would appreciate me calling her young um who owns the dc print shop this mm-hmm. name of the store is called DC Print Shop. It's in DC. It's it's similar to a UPS storefront or FedEx storefront. You can go in there. They got a computer that you can use for about a minute or about an hour or whatever mm-hmm. it is. They they do printing, right? Mm-hmm. The only difference between them is like, I think if you go in like a UPS or a Staples or whatever, you can swipe your card and use the copy machine. They have a key. Like you won't, you're not going to mess up her printer. So right. you're going to give her the thing. Right. She's going to print it and give it back to you. But she has a full-fledged print shop. She said her family started it decades ago Mm. you know whatever i am interested in the print shop model but the print shop cannot be run out of my house the print shop definitely has to be run elsewhere right like you're talking now you're talking about moving into like i've been doing some education of myself in the type of printers that go in print shops like it is a very in the print business is a very old business it's been around for a long time and so trying to get the information on it is a little bit difficult so that's the next thing i mean it's not that i can't come let me let me be straight and say i could come home off the job without first having the print shop but that's the long range long term got you got you eventually or would you get into going corporate you know because a lot of things like you said the broom Mm -hmm. the wedding invitations Mm -hmm. so you're getting a lot of the wedding people Mm -hmm. but this is one of the questions i want to ask you so it's a twofold question okay first i want to ask you how did you or pretty prince etc get affected with covid Mm. because a lot of it seems as if and correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of your clientele is in the wedding industry Mm -hmm. and we all know that a lot of weddings were canceled last Mm -hmm. year and even some are still a little sketchy Mm -hmm. you know so how did that affect um, you know, your your number and your right. path of trying to get off the job. <laughs> um, but then is there was there another way that you now can tap into or or another industry? Because, like I said, outside of weddings, could you start looking at more corporate things as well, especially now as like jobs start to return back to work? You're right. And outside is opening up. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if you're listening to this on audio i put air quotes opening up yes <laughs> um just so you can see that um but you know as things are starting to open up and you start seeing these companies want to have like little small gatherings to welcome their community back or their uh, mm-hmm. you know their staff back with having these little luncheons and stuff like that have you thought about getting into like the corporate space so it's interesting because I'm a, I'm a double back real quick. And you asked me, did I do cardstock? So I do do cardstock. I do print on cardstock, but depending on the thickness this is where you get into the real technical, right? Depending on the thickness of the cardstock really depends on whether I can print it or whether I have to outsource that print to like something like the DC print shop. Right. Okay. Um, right now, as I'm answering your other question, 
I'm going to answer the second part first and double back to the first okay. part. It would not, I don't know that it would be profitable for me to get into corporate because I have, because corporate, most of the time, if they're going to order something, right, they're going to order business cards. They're going to order, you know, it may be an invitation to a luncheon or something, mm-hmm. but it's mostly going to be card stock. They're not, they're going to spend a little bit of money. They ain't going to spend a whole lot of money. Right. It's going to be a big number because it's a big order, but it's not going to be a big number because it's extra fancy or extra extravagant. Gotcha. With that being said, um, it would be something that given the thickness and the lay of it, I would probably outsource to the DC print shop, therefore limiting what my profit margin is on that because I'd really just be responsible for the design, right? And the okay. printing would be happening through another um, entity. Not that that's a problem, but it's not necessarily my gift to just do design all the time, mm-hmm. right? What I bring to the invitate to the wedding invitation space is the luxury because I don't, generally just do cardstock invitations that's something that i should say i differentiated myself in this space by doing the acrylic invitations because it brings something different because i'm bringing together a couple different pieces Mm -hmm. and helping you make something that's a little bit special so with that being said it makes it a little bit difficult to do corporate one of the things that i have found myself doing that i really enjoy doing though is business cards people acrylic business cards are something that folks like they mm-hmm. catch your eye yeah. and nobody's going to throw it away because it's got weight. It's got, it, yeah. it almost is like, wow, I made myself acrylic business cards because I found it to be the easiest way for brides to take it home and explain it to their husbands. When they say, I nice. want this expensive thing, yeah. like this is her business card, but this is what yeah. our invitation would look yeah. like. I yeah. did that on purpose. But then what happened behind that was other businesses saying, I want this. So mm-hmm. that has become an avenue for me that is not quite corporate, but not wedding yeah. either. So I'm yeah. turning, I'm divesting, but it mm-hmm. not haven't quite gone down the corporate path. I want to, but I really think that that would require me thinking about how I'm doing my printing. Yeah. And there's still nothing wrong. If you didn't want to go into corporate, I actually just heard this uh, uh, phrase the other day and I love it, but it's, it says, the, the riches are in the niches. Yes, I agree. I agree because that's so, a niche thing and so people love it. there's nothing wrong with staying in the wedding industry. But like I said, now this is that uh, risk averse yes. person coming out of me because it's like we saw COVID. Yes. You know, so, and you had a lot of people canceling weddings. Yeah. So that was a thing too. Um, COVID definitely affected the business um, more the invitations than the brooms. What I found was people were less apt to spend a lot of money on invitations because they're canceling and if, or, or not even canceling, maybe they were doing like a small 10 person thing. Well, I'm not spending all this money on invitations for 10 people, right? Like yeah. I'm just going to send them an email yeah. and that's going to be yeah. that. But they were buying wedding brooms hand over foot because it's like, mm. if it's an intimate ceremony, I'm going to bring all the things I'm going to bring all the pizzazz. I'm going to bring all the noise to this intimate ceremony. Mm-hmm. And that includes buying things that I generally probably wouldn't buy Yeah, this broom. And as weird as it sounds, as unrest grows in this country, black people are gravitating more towards things that make them black. Right. So I have seen an exponential growth. So COVID it did slow things down, but not a whole heck of a lot, to be quite honest. That's like good. I put out a lot more brooms than I thought that I would. That's good. Um, and then this year, though, the brooms have like 
skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Like it has been, it has been intense with the number of brooms that I, I mean, I'm keeping 15 orders in queue. I'm on Saturdays, I'm pumping out five and then I can't, before I turn around, mm-hmm. I got five more in queue. So I'm like, I am pumping out brooms hand over foot. And I think that has everything to do with folks who rescheduled to this year. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what 21 looks like. Wait, 22, 22. looks like mm-hmm. because um, I some of the exponential growth that's happening this year I attribute to what happened last year so I want to see what the leveling out looks yeah. like after this year's wedding season because I'm in a thick of wedding season right now so how long does it take you to do from start to finish a broom 25 minutes 25 minutes yep wow I only know that because grandma tried to make an Instagram reel so I had to record it <laughs> and I recorded it from start to finish and it was 25 minutes 25 minutes so I think earlier you said the profit margin was bigger, is a lot greater yeah, in the brooms. It is. And it's a lot less time. I mean, the invitations take hours. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, hours tweaking and going, send a draft back. And they say, oh, can you say Mrs. instead of Miss? Okay. Tweak, 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 tweak. Like, I mean, that's, it's a lot of work. So this is why we have the Stream Chases platform. Because if you're listening to this, Candace said earlier she will potentially go all in on just the brooms mm-hmm. instead of the designs. I mean, instead of the uh, Invitation. in- invitations and everything. Mm-hmm. But we need to come up with the way on how to make that scale up. Yes. You know, because 25 minutes is great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's perfect. But still, like, what you going to do when you got 100 orders in? Now, exactly. <laughs> things are different. Exactly. Yeah, that, that 25 minutes, that, that's a long time. It is. Per 100. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Stream Chases, if you listen to this, just uh, lock in with us and tap in if you got some ideas on how them. Candace can scale that part of her business up. Yeah. Yeah, but it is definitely better than the... If I had to estimate how many hours I spent on the invitation set back to front, I would say, ooh, 15, 20 Okay. Yeah, you spend a lot of hours because I mean, design, putting it all together, communicating with my acrylic vendor who is in China. So, Mm -hmm. like talking, I got to stay up at night to catch her in the in the shop. It's it's a thing. Got you, got you. Okay, so for people that are listening to this, you know, because now their 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 mind should be spinning if they're into like you know this industry. What was your initial investment like? What does it take to get started financially? So it didn't really take anything for me to get started in the um, in the invitation space. Well, I guess well, if you, you had to, Adobe, I was about to say, I guess if you have to buy Adobe, then you'd be investing in Adobe, which you can't even buy. When I started, you could just buy Illustrator as a package, download it and do. Now they like got Adobe InDesign Cloud. So you paying like a monthly $9.99 fee whatever something like that for, uh, i about to say we pay 80 because we want illustrator <laughs> photoshop we want all of it you know yeah. so anyway um but i didn't have it i didn't have to pay for it because my husband already had it so i didn't have a fee okay. there right okay. and when the bride said that they wanted to do an invitation set then what i did was charge them up front a 25 percent fee on the entire invitation set right so okay. the deposit on it was 25 percent that covered my time doing design and it covered usually the cost of the inv- the acrylic so then i would design it send the acrylic off, right once the acrylic came back i give send i'd make one sample of the invitation mail it to her so she would see exactly what she was gonna what her guests would be getting mm-hmm. and then she paid the remainder so i didn't use any of my own capital to get started i did build a desk i had a printer that i already had as far as um 
like the R- RSVP envelopes and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is concerned. But I mean, it was really very nominal what I spent to get started. That's good because, you know, we, we, we often hit on that just how many businesses are out there that take little to none startup. Yeah, with startup costs. Yeah, startup costs. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, Caitlin and I were talking earlier, people are scared to use lines of credit, right? Business lines yeah. of credit yeah. or um, credit cards or whatever, but small thing, I mean, I would say, I'm, I'm not telling you bet the house on it, right? <laughs> but I'm saying if you need, you know, like I know people out here, like one business that's a really physical business, like lash design is a thing, mm-hmm. right? So if you're out here and you're doing lashes and you got to go to class, you got to get the certification, put the $200 on your credit card. It's worth it, right? It's worth it. It's the worth the investment that you're going to spend in mm-hmm. it. So if you need a printer to do acrylic, uh, to do the uh, stationary, buy the printer, you know, get, open that Staples gift card or open that Staples card, go ahead and get that <laughs> printer and get moving, right? Because yeah. you got to put something into it to get something out of it. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, that's oh. it. I'm, I mean... I, it didn't cost me anything, but I definitely have been receiving a lot out of it. Again, with the broom, I sold a broom that I made for myself. So I actually, you know, made a hundred dollars, if you will, because I sell the brooms for a hundred dollars. So okay. I made a hundred dollars on that's a broom. Standard, that's standard, uh, no matter like the ribbon, the ribbon <laughs> difference colors is a hundred it's a hundred dollars unless i sell like i did like i said at one point i did some um ready to buy if you will brooms i sold them at like 80 because they had already yeah. been customized or whatever but yeah my custom brooms a hundred dollars so i sold it for a hundred dollars so i had a hundred dollars with that hundred dollars i went out and bought more brooms i bought more flowers and then i made brooms and flowers like i just got gotcha. going so it really took not a lot and then now obviously i have costs right i got the cost of the etsy platform which they charge you, they really don't charge you much. They charge you 20 cents per listing, right? So every time a listing sells, they make 20 cents. So, you know, not bad at all. I hooked it up to a PayPal that I already had. You know what I mean? Like Mm. stuff like that. It just, it doesn't take much. Things can be done. This is another income stream that you can be tapping into. Mm-hmm. You might, you're going to have to do some work. You're going to do work. Now, that's it's not thing. automated. It's, it's not automated. It's definitely it's, it's not, not automated. It's not a passive industry. No, it is not. <laughs> and that's where you, that's where the money is. That's where I'm trying to go. Passive income. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm trying to go. I'm trying to put my 80 hours into this business so that I can grow it with unlimited potential, capture that cash, and then put it into something passive that I don't have to use my hands for. Gotcha. Because if I break my hands, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it possible for you to train, to bring on somebody, an intern, and train them? Like you said, um, you have your cousin. Mm-hmm. I think you said you will have her sometimes cut the brooms. Mm-hmm. You know, but is it like, can you train her from step A to step Z on how to make the broom? I could. Um, I so think, you don't have to do them all. I think so. Um, I think, you know, just like with art, there are some people that are going to be blessed with it and some people that aren't. She's never tried. She's watched me make a million rooms. Mm-hmm. She's never tried. I think she's a little bit skeptical that whether she got the sauce or not. But if, if you're into like artsy type things, if you already like, you know, some people go to like Trader Joe's or whatever and they buy a bouquet of flowers and they arrange those things so beautifully you would think they're a force. Mm-hmm. If you're into that type of thing and you have an eye for that, I could definitely could train you. It's not, it's almost the same as like makeup artists, right? You go to a class. Yeah. You get your face beat. You, 
do the things they put mm-hmm. on the lashes or whatever you know all of that it's the same thing like some people some of it is a technical skill like you got to know the placement and the length of the lashes but some of it is an art like when you step back and you look at your art and you say uh do i need to judge it on this side do i need to fill it in on this side like what mm-hmm. do i need to do got you yeah because i'm just thinking like if that was the case could your uh footprint grow you know because then you just have them come to you you train them mm-hmm. an hour uh-huh. yeah, an hour or two or, or however long it takes you know for mm-hmm. them to really get it and you're comfortable they come to your site mm-hmm. you know pick up the material mm-hmm. take it home mm-hmm. working out of their home put the thing together quite possible give it back to you if you you know hey quality here's the ins- thing yeah <laughs> quality assurance yeah get this get the checks yeah you sign off on it and it's being shipped yeah it's, and it's now definitely possible. you're you can cover the whole southern pg county yeah it's definitely it's just, possible. It's just the way and you know the other thing is there are not many people who sell these brooms like if you log into etsy because this is a handcrafted thing so i use etsy i mean you could google it but you ain't gonna find much stuff on Google, right? I think there are five of us who make these brooms and that's covering the entire United States. That, and you could just take pretty prints, et cetera, and become the distributor. Like, so there's a lot of, so for example, you have wedding planners. Mm -hmm. Mm. Their job is to, plan the wedding and do all those logistics. Mm -hmm. But some of them might want to be like, Hey, well, you know, I also make, or I also can provide like the brooms. I do this. Mm -hmm. It's almost like how, uh, big brands use ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're out there selling my product. Let me get a piece of paper. (laughs) Marketing my product. Uh You know what I'm saying? I'll give you 10%. Mm-hmm. or whatever as long as you tell them hey this is my product use code so Kaylin's so. product 50 yeah. off or something like that but it's all coming back to pretty prints etc so you would literally have a tab on your website saying become a distributor mm. or something like that mm-hmm. become a brand ambassador yeah a brand ambassador however you want to yeah put it out there it's actually a very interesting point uh, one of my girlfriends from college is a wedding planner now and she contacted me for one of her couples and got a broom and i that thought never occurred to me that i mean i'm assuming the couple already wanted a broom so mm-hmm. they asked her if she knew and she happened to know me um and so she's probably waiting for the next opportunity when somebody yeah. knows me right or when wants a broom but having her be a brand ambassador for said broom is an interesting concept also when i got when my broom got left in the trunk mm-hmm. of that uh of that car the venue that i used had a broom just laying around uh. right so we used that because it was yeah. already written in the script that the yeah. pastor had so i was not happy about it but that's yeah. what we use it would be an interesting thought to provide said broom mm-hmm. to other venues and say hey i will make these for you as a giveaway to your african-american couples if you would like to buy them at so you know reduced price yeah Last but not least, the other thought I had, which is why I said I need a piece of paper, is people um, sneeze at distribution deals like through Michaels or mm-hmm. Walmart or whatever. But the truth, of the, the truth of the matter is Michaels sells a broom, right? They mm. sell a wedding broom for this purpose. It is ugly. Yeah. So the My idea. My mom used to have one <laughs> hanging up on our wall 
matter of fact, I don't know what what the heck was she thinking about? Because I'm because people have <laughs> the other thing. See, I'm thinking about these things because the other thing, um, because they they keep them and they put them up in their house as and mine are big. I mean, they're 36 inches long and they're the flowers kind of hang in a way that you can hang it up and make it beautiful and it's yeah. not so small and weird and whatever. My the one that Michael sells is like you know maybe 15, 16 mm-hmm. inches long. It's weird. The flowers are ugly. It's a very strange broom. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to, if you own Michaels, you call me about a distribution deal so we can get this thing going because this is something that would sell. Oh, it would definitely sell. And let me call my people. Let nothing, me have my people call your people. From, from what I, from what I know is <laughs> challenging, but it's not that challenging. Yeah. Cause, um, my wife and I, we we know, you know, well, she has clients mm-hmm. that have products in Whole Foods, yeah, um, several other other places. So uh-huh. it seems like it's hard, yeah, but it can be done. It can be done. And the one broom, I definitely have a formula for, right? That would be the one that I would sell to them. It is the one that I I call my signature broom. It is the one that I sell the most. That people like the most. It, I have a formula for. I know what flower goes where. It's the same broom every single time. That would be the one that I would sell. The custom brooms folks can still come to you for and get the custom colors, whatever, whatever. I think, I think uh, we just. I owe Kaylin a check. (laughs) I I owe Kaylin a check because it's going to happen. Nah, I could see you on the billboard. You know how they had the little billboards in your little section. Yeah, in your little section, in the Michael's wedding section. Yeah, just like that. Tell Anthony I'm coming home. This is it. Like that joint would take you like literally, but this is where but this goes back to the original topic. Yes. Of how we said like how people who are a hundred percent all in the business yes. but would rather have that secure check. Mm-hmm. This it's, is it's like check. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a mindset difference for yes. entrepreneur because like these are the things that you're thinking about mm-hmm. day in and day out. And it's like, yeah, I can't afford to be at work. Yes. For 40 hours because I got because I'm missing it. out. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. It's like you don't have time to do the brooms. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to do the research. Yes. To start thinking about distribution deals. Never even crossed my mind. You know, so it's like, and that's, I what, that's why that. I can't work. That's it. <laughs> that, that's that type it. of stuff. Exactly. I need to be at home or on the business. Yeah. Coming up with strategies, that yeah. type of stuff. Because I walk past that ugly broom at Michael's literally once a week. Yeah. Once a week, I walk past. I don't even. It was funny is I don't even go in the wedding section at Michael's because Michael's has a whole section dedicated to people who are going to put their own wedding together. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even go in that section because it's nothing for me over there. Yeah. And I walk past that little ugly broom and like, who is buying this little ugly broom? And I keep moving to think that I could replace that with this. Mm-hmm. Call me. And then. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy because <laughs> then it's literally you just turn into a whole factory. Yeah. Factory. And that because is now I it's on demand. It's, it's it's like literally. Oh, uh, let's do gold ribbon and pink ribbon. We gonna we gonna wrap that one up. Yep. Send it. Let's get that one blue and gray. Let's go. Send it and give them a variety of colors. Yeah. And and I I could see, like I said, I have a signature one that that I do. That's the same color every time because it's basically all white or like mm-hmm. all ivory with some gold flecks. 
Um, I could see that one being one and then coming up with a few different variations. But when people really want to get custom custom, yeah. then they come to you. And that's just that. Let yep. me go home. Now I'm going to spend my Saturday instead of making <laughs> rooms doing research on how you get a distribution deal at Michael's. Who do I need to call? Welcome to my life. Thank you. That's that's I the like it stuff here. I be on. I like it here. But that's what Stream Chases is all about. That's what we do here. This is what we do. And I'm going to give y'all a little wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, the big boss has been working on something that would allow us to get together and have these kind of conversations about businesses so that when you are stuck in your business and you are feeling like, um, man, I just need to get to that next mm -hmm. level that other entrepreneurs can help you over that hump. Yeah. The big boss is him. <laughs> we got something special coming. Just, yeah. just be patient. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. It's coming. But, um, I'm trying to think. I think you covered a lot. Um, we got into, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you because mm -hmm. you mentioned this um, last week on an episode about how you did a Facebook ad oh, yeah. for your mm -hmm. business. So what type of marketing does it look like? Because you're clearly doing well just off the, the wedding sites. Yeah. But do you have to like actively make posts day in and day out on Instagram? Are you, uh, well, right now it's hard to get out in front of like, you know, the, the wedding expo, uh, Crowd. the expos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have those. So like, how do you really get your brooms out outside of the websites? If I would, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with y'all and transparent. I do not use my social media like I should. Mm -hmm. At one point, every time I made a broom, especially a custom broom, I would take a photo. It would be on my social media, on my Instagram, on my uh, Facebook. I'd be, I had like marriage Mondays and this Tuesdays. Yeah, and like I, I had the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, right when COVID hit, sis was tired. And I just, <laughs> I, I post, I may have posted since COVID started, I may have posted six times on my wedding website. So the people buying the brooms is because I have a superior product because like I said, civil unrest with black people have led us to being a little bit more woke. Um, them leading to wanting to connect to traditions and cultures mm -hmm. that we have. And I think folks are just out here looking for it. The, I've seen the Google analytics, the search for wedding brooms has just increased just just it just has yeah. just over the last year or two um and so you just gotta be out there and have the best product i'm on a my seo on my website so seo is a search, search engine, engine optimization there you go search engine optimization on my etsy site is like prime like are I'm you sure. doing that yourself or are you have you have a company no i do it myself and etsy has a way of helping you do it so it's not like mm -hmm. i'm a seo I'm not the SEO guy. I'm not the guru. I'm just following the steps that Etsy lays out there. Etsy as the platform that I sell on, like the steps that they lay out there for you. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, real quick. Sure. Just like, so she broke down what SEO stood for. Yes. But can you explain to them what is SEO? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know. Sure. So SEO is search engine optimization. And what it means is when folks get into the Googles and into the Bings and whatever other search engines, yeah. Amazon's the whole, the whole nine, right? When they go to search for a something related to your product or service, how likely is it that your product or service or website is the first couple of mm -hmm. entries that they see right so there's always like the ads that are paid for on google so that's one form of like marketing but 
I usually skip over the ads, to be honest, because sometimes they're not relevant, and sometimes I, I feel I away. I hardly ever click on Google ads, yeah. even though I've heard they do well. Yeah. I, I don't... They, they just look janky to me. That's me, too. I always feel like, nope, not <laughs> going to the like paid the ones. I skip yeah. right past the paid ones and go yeah. to, like, the first couple on the actual Google page, right? And so, mm-hmm. search engine optimization is just making sure that you are the thing that is seen when folks are searching, because if you just create a website without search engine optimization, and some searches wedding broom you on page 10 uh, and it's page n- 10 it never fails <laughs> and it's never <laughs> and what's funny is it's not even that many wedding room vendors but somehow you on page 10 yeah so yeah that's that so if you search wedding search for wedding brooms or jumping brooms on google now sis is on page one okay yeah that's search engine optimization exactly and that's why that's key and it is key so when people are out here looking for it so really seo and Word of mouth. I've been in a couple publications. I had a spike in purchases after one of my brides was featured in New York Times. Mm. And so in the wedding section there. And so I had a little spike there. Also, a few of my brides have there are wedding magazine as publications in new york times yeah as featured because i'm there okay to, if it's not in your bio that needs to be in it's your bio not, i guess it should be huh <laughs> candace is loafing yeah i be loafing <laughs> i need to, i'm not only there i'm featured in a few other like really popular wedding um wedding magazine publications mm-hmm. that i just need to be like as featured in new york times munaluchi bride blah, blah blah like i need to list them but anyway that's that's how it's going because before you know it those retail out or retail uh stores they're gonna be reaching out to you yeah i mean it's possible because like that they're they're always looking for that type of stuff they really are especially uh (laughs) to say that they are supporting the black community they they want to (laughs) put your face up there and be like see we sell to the blacks but anyway yeah yeah uh all right so so it's it's word of mouth seo and that's it that's it i need to do better I I will do better. But that is part of not being a full-time entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the little stuff on the fringes that I want to get to. I just, my baby be hungry. I breastfeed. (laughs) I just don't be having the time. Nah, I get it. I get it. That's good. Um, (sighs) Is there anything else that you want to share with the people uh, when it comes to Pretty Prince, et cetera? No, I don't think so. Like I said, I'm looking to get a, so my next steps, looking to get a full-time print shop. I really would like to buy the print shop that I mentioned earlier. I, she would sell it to me. I would definitely Have you talk about, her about that. No, and she's older and I really, I oh. think I want to. I really oh, do. Yeah. I don't know if she has kids or not. Like if she's planning on like bequeathing this to their kids, to her kids. But I really do want to approach her because I, I think that might be my next step, you know, um, looking into, I feel like, while Pretty Prince is definitely official, it definitely has res- revenue, you know, coming into the house. My husband was saying earlier that because uh, he is in, he's got his own little side business going on and um, working on making that a thing. Um, he was like, I'm jealous seeing all your deposits coming into the account. Like mm-hmm. every other day, it's like Etsy, Etsy, Etsy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. sis is <laughs> doing that. it. Yeah, Come on. It. Uh-huh. Exactly. I need him to see it. It's hooked up to our account <laughs> so he can see the Etsy's coming in. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, so the print shop, trying to look into maybe even purchasing a print shop. So I don't have to start from scratch because printers are expensive um, is my next thing. So um, our, our fa- so my, my father-in-law 
friend has a print shop. Really? Right here in tell Clinton. Say, who, did, who did our invitations. Okay. And I, I think they were pretty tight. I tell them holla at me. <laughs> I need, I got questions. I, I will go over there and with my notebook, pen and paper, because there is so much about the print industry that you can't find on the internet. And I'm talking after hours of research. I think it's just one of those old industries and people know people who know people and yeah. So that's the thing. And now I'm going home to research distribution deals with Michaels. Because okay. I'm trying to make some brooms. Okay. Okay. So where can the people connect with you at? So the people can connect with me at Stream Chasers. <laughs> <laughs> but they can also connect with me on my Pretty Prince Instagram, which is at Pretty Prince, etc. They can connect with me on my Pretty Prince website, which is www.prettyprinceetc.com. They can shop. I mean, they can go through the website to get to the Etsy. But the Etsy, if you go to Etsy, it's uh, com. To shop on the Etsy website okay. um, I think that's it Okay Yeah Oh and the personal website I mean the personal Instagram I mean y'all can go there But I don't know why <laughs> It's linked on the stream chasers It's, it's nothing the on there chasers, yeah. Except for my children <laughs> So yeah So if you If you have any questions About The The prints Yes Wedding industry Yes um, she's your girl. If you need a business consultant, he is your guy. Come <laughs> on. Come on, business strategy session. Hey, that's what we do here. That's, that's what, what I'm talking about. Here. Okay. Uh, well, you know what it is. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. All right. So, with that, just, just got, got paid. paid.